0: Hey guys, this is David Wood, founder of Focus.CEO. And if you want to learn how to level up and be successful through masterminds, you absolutely should listen to my good friend, Brandon Straza with the Mastermind Effect. Go listen now. You love to
1: learn, grow and improve yourself, but you're still not where you want to be? The right mastermind can be the ultimate secret weapon when it comes to personal development, but trying to find the one that's built for you isn't always easy. Welcome to the Mastermind Effect, the one and only show that focuses on helping you cut through the noise, invest in yourself, and move past your natural limits. This is everything you need to know about masterminds, brought to you by your host, Brandon Straza. Hey, everyone. Today, we've got the founder of Focus.CEO, David Wood. He talks about why you should get rid of the if-only mentality. David talks about how you should leverage your time to feel like a superhero and then double your time over the next 12 months. And we get into how to get rid of shiny object syndrome through the worker slash CEO inside of your inner traffic control system. Check it out. Hey everyone, welcome back to the show where you know I believe the only way to unlock your potential is to tap into the experience of others. And today to help us do that, we have got the founder of focus.ceo David Wood, David, welcome to the show. How
0: you doing, Brandon? I'm good, and I'm better after meeting you. And you, yeah, I'm finding you really fun. You got a little bit of wit going there as well, if I dare say so. And so I'm, I'm looking forward to this. Ah, no, I, I am as well. I am as well. We're international
1: today, which always excites me when we can bring in that larger audience and just, you know, learn from someone new. When the audience realizes all the value that you're bringing today, where is the
0: best place personally or socially for them to reach out to you? My website is focus.ceo. So you can you go there and reach out. You can also find, find me on, on Facebook. And, uh, and also, I got, a, I got a gift basket of goodies for listeners. And we, you know, we might hold off to the end of the show to, to give them that. But I'll give you a special link that'll give you some some really cool stuff that'll help you double your revenue in half the time.
1: Yeah, I mean, take advantage of what David's saying right there. He's We're gonna talk about this at the end of the show, it'll be in the show notes, but if someone such as David is gonna give you access, give you, like literally here you go, take advantage of what he's put together. So, all let right, right, let's, let's get moving into it. You know, the ability to learn and have access to people, it's drastically changed over the last 10, 15 years. When you and I were younger, it was textbooks and teachers and, and family, friends, coworkers. you know, the world around us. But that's really a sliver of what's possible. How has your learning changed from your early years versus today?
0: Hmm. I don't know. When I was a kid, I don't really remember how I learned. But I do know that when I was about 15, something happened in my brain. I don't know what it was, but I started coming top of my classes And then when you get to university, they always said, look, when you get to university, no one's going to ride you. You have to be self-directive, which is going to really tie into our topic today. You have to have your own discipline. You've got to generate it. Otherwise, you're going to be lost. And so I, I guess I had to learn at university how to push myself. And I tried to slide. I really did. I said, you know, I don't mind cruising through university with C's. That's fine. But when the first round of exams came, I was so stressed that I wasn't prepped. I had to literally stand up and leave the exam room and go to the bathroom and try and calm down. I learned that caffeine and exams don't mix for me at all. Even if I've had three hours sleep, it just doesn't work. So I learned it doesn't work. I want to be prepped. I want to know what I'm doing. And then when I got to say age 27, I did a personal growth course. And I think that taught me what i didn't know it taught me that i didn't know a lot and so i it was almost like that course showed me how to learn because it cracked me open and i started a whole journey of exploration self-exploration sitting with gurus sitting with teachers it kind of like awoke my appetite so that's been super helpful and i I know this is a long answer to question but a lot really loaded up when you asked it And then I found that I love learning for the sake of learning. So if I'm going to study Spanish, I'll go to Colombia and I'll immerse myself. When I wanted to learn salsa, I took 30 lessons in 30 days. When I wanted to learn Balinese, I found there were no courses. I created my own course and I hired a guy to come and sit in my house and read out the book so I could record him. And then I'd read out the English part of it. So I'm really into deep immersion to really learn something also i don't like to lose so if i'm if i'm playing a game and i'm losing i'll go and get myself a coach and i will study that thing and i will keep playing until i don't lose so much wow i love that you know the immersion of of what took place
1: at the age of 27 to really transform to where you're at today you know something i i talked to someone about the other day is do you ever sit there and say man why didn't I do this at 20? Why didn't I do this at 15? And, and what's, what's your combat to that? And in essence, that if you had done it at an earlier age, how do you get over that, uh, that why didn't I start it earlier mentality?
0: Yeah, well, the best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago. But the second best time is today, right? Yeah. So I wish that I discovered the Landmark Forum, which is the course that really opened me up. I wish I'd discovered it at 17. I, you know, 10 years earlier, I'd have a 10-year head start on my growth, right? So, but we can take that. We can take those learnings, the things that we wished we'd done earlier, and we can say, what can I do today? So I'm a huge fan. If you're running a business or you've got a job or or you have a relationship, whatever it is, and you want it to be better, you can study today so that 10 years from now, five years from now, or a year from now, you're not going to say, oh, wow, wow. If only I'd hired a coach, if only I'd gone and done a, a program on how to learn how to really laser focus in my business, if only I'd gone and studied X or, what, or, or relationship intimacy, right? There are things that you can do in all of those fields that, that we have no idea of, and you're not going to know until you learn it, and then you're going to go, wow, wish I'd done that 10 years ago. So don't wait. That's, that's what I'm saying. Don't wait. Don't wait, but get over the, if only I had done this, start it today. Yeah, right. 20 years ago, it's too late for that. What are you going to do today so that 10 years from now you don't have the same complaint? Yeah, absolutely.
1: So we've got, you know, kind of in that same realm, we've got more ways to take in information than ever before. Some people use a mentor, an accountability buddy, a mastermind, online courses. There's a lot of ways to learn in essence. Who are you currently learning from? And
0: more importantly, how did you connect with them? Well, oh, I like that. Okay. Wow. What a question. So I, I like programming. I always have. And I decided I want a hobby. So I've started learning Flutter and I'm taking a Udemy course on Flutter, which is a language, programming language, so I can create my own apps. And then I'm like, well, hang on. I, I, one app I want to create is a chatbot that can ask you profound questions. I thought that'd be really cool to type in and the, and the, and the robot would ask you, a deep question, kind of like journaling. So then I'm doing another Udemy course on Google dialogue Flow. And then I got excited about podcasting and podcast marketing. And I'm like, all right, I'm talking to Brandon right now. Once we're done with this show, I wonder what shows Brandon's been on. I'd like to maybe reach out to those shows and maybe Brandon even make an intro, but I have to, I have to do the research to do that. And also, I bet he's had some podcast hosts on his show, right? So how do I find that out? So I'm writing a program right now to um, take a copy of the entire Apple Podcast database so I can do some real research in that. Now to do that, apparently I've got to learn Python. That's another language. How am I going to learn that? I went and I found uh, a coder in India who knows way more than I do, and he's tutoring me. So he, he both writes the code, but he'll also help fix my code if I, if I have a problem and make a mistake. Dating, I just finished working with a dating coach because I, I'm, I'm single, I'm available ladies. And I, I thought, let's what don't I know? So I hired a dating coach. She started working with me on clothing. She started working with me on getting my online profiles right up and running. and as coincidence, would have it, like would have it. Yesterday, someone reached out and she said, I want a relationship with you. What do you say? Wow, there's the universe speaking up. Those are, those are just some of the things. Oh, there's a game that I'm playing, a, a computer game. I love it. It's kind of like a meditation. Uh, it's, and it's also super fun, but it's intense. And I wanted to get better at it. So I went and hired a, hired a coach. I'm like, show me. Show me what I'm doing wrong because I've got blind spots, things I can't even know. So the summary of all that is I do use courses. I do, do go and get tutors and I do work with coaches. I think four months ago, I had five or six coaches at one time. I had a therapist, I had a dating coach, I had a branding coach, and I'm also in a men's group right now. So tomorrow night, we'll get together and share and uh, ask for insights and reflection from, from each of the men. So yeah. I guess there are a number, number of areas I'm getting some input. And that's the thing
1: that I find that the, the best coaches, mentors, the best people that have these masterminds and that are growing them, they're learning from other people. If you go out and you look for a coach and you're like, and they sit there and sit, and you're like, okay, so who are you learning from? Like, who's your coach? And you're, oh, no, I got it. Don't worry. I used to have a coach, but I don't have one right now. That should be like a red flag. It should be like one check mark or one X mark. Like the best of the best people realize you need more than one person to help you get through life, to help you move the needle. That's why, you know, having a result leader versus a thought leader is so important. Someone that can help you get the results to help shorten the gap, cut out the noise, bring in the signal and get you from point A to point B. And so I love that you've got multiple.
0: Yeah, the metaphor I really like is you can't read the label from inside the jar. Right, So you need someone who's out, outside you to spot things. Sometimes with my coach, there's another coach I'm, I'm, I'm working with, uh, with business. I just went and signed up for his program. And sometimes I'll be talking out something and asking for a solution. And as I'm talking it out, the solution will appear. So the coach may not even have had the idea, but it's in that space that I, I'm like, well, what am I going to talk to my coach about? That's a start. That's a win. Like, all right, I'm already thinking what's most important in my week all right, I've got a problem with this. That's another win. Now I know where I want to break through. And then we start talking about it. I'm like, oh, you know what? I just need to bite the bullet on this and call 10 people and make this happen. Or I need to go and get feedback from an expert on this or whatever. And the coach says, all right, good job. Right? It could be that simple. But without that coaching space, I may not have that conversation. I'm just, I'm just inside the jar going along doing my business, which is fine if entertainment is your goal, I don't think there's any need for coaching or outside support. You can have a lot of fun responding to emails and just feeling busy each day. But if you care about progressing in your career, or you want your business to make more money in a shorter period of time, you want to leverage your time so you can have more time off, then we've got to get some some outside input and a bit of discipline and a bit of focus. Yeah,
1: absolutely. And you know kind of staying in that realm a lot of people they get stuck we just sometimes don't know how to execute what's in our head you 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 made the comment you can't read the can't read the label from inside the jar i love that one right there i'm going to have to implement that how have masterminds and coaching helped you when you're looking to reset and get unstuck by utilizing the group's you know overall knowledge
0: By using the group's knowledge, you're using the group.
1: You're working with the group. Like, how how has it helped you execute and get unstuck?
0: Yeah, I haven't. I don't think I've done a lot of masterminds. I do a lot of one on one, like working with coaches one on one. Yep, coaching masterminds, either or. I do have a kind of a mastermind now. Sometimes, even when I'm when I'm coaching my clients, I get ideas as I'm going through. Like for example, yesterday I'm coaching someone and he's getting more intimate with his wife. I offered him a practice that he could try. And he's like, this is really good. Like we're really getting a lot closer from doing this practice. And I said, do you have a regular date night? And he said, no. I said, well, you can wait and hope that you'll both feel like it at the same time. and It'll just spontaneously happen. Or you can be deliberate about creating a structure to support yourself. Now, as I said that, I'm like, David, you can apply that too for your own life. So someone reached out and said, she wants to hang out. She wants to have a movie night and whatever. And I thought, well, I can wait and see if it just feels right at a certain time. And if she's available or we can be deliberate, let's just book something. And if we like it, we might even book something once a week or every two weeks. So creating a structure. So there's one example in my men's group, I'll share what's going on. And it's often just in speaking it out and being witnessed that I will have some insights, but they might share something too that I didn't see. Like, like David, do you know how good this is, what you just did and what you're achieving? Like, like hell yeah. And I'm like, oh, I guess I was playing it kind of coy with that and I didn't realize how good that that was. I wish I had a more concrete example for you from being in a group, but it- No,
1: those are, those are great. I mean, you, if you think about it, you can either be the person that can explain why the bicycle moves forward, you know, the engineer, or you can be the person that gets on the bicycle and just rides it. Yeah. And and that's really the lesson that I'm kind of hearing out of that is get on the bicycle, just start riding it. You don't need to explain and go through the process of why the wheels and why the chain and why you're able to stay upright. Get on it, ride it, and figure it out from there.
0: Yeah. Well, I did just just think of one, when I did this course with the Landmark Forum, and so there's the power of the group dynamic, witnessing everything, I stood up once in tears Because everyone's talking and I said, you guys are talking about curing uh, world hunger and having, creating world peace and rescuing like a million animals. And this is what you're creating. I don't care about any of that shit. What's wrong with me? And I was crying. And the teacher said, well, where did you get that story from? That you don't care about any of that. And that's when I flashed in front of the group. And I realized I was getting all that from my past. And the whole theme of the course was that your past is running your future. And he's like, where'd you get it from? I said, like, I got it from my past. And in that moment, I got a glimpse of just this blank canvas. Like, who knows what I'm interested in? And as it happens, talking to you now, I look back and say, well, what do you know? I devoted the last 25 years of my life to service. Yeah. So who knew? Apparently, I did, I did care about what happens in the world. Yeah. I mean- When you stop using your
1: past as a crutch to define your present and your future, you're able to reframe that past to change your present to be the person you want to be as you go along in the future. And that's the beautiful thing that 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 coach or that mentor and that group that you were in was able to change and let you reframe your past to change your present and future. Beautiful. I love that. Thank you for sharing that because that's, that's that's intimate. I really appreciate that. So, You know, stay in the world of masterminds and coaching. They've been around for a long time. Probably the first one was the Apostles. And then Benjamin Franklin, he creates something called the Junto Club. And then some guy by the name of Napoleon Hill writes a book on it. Really what I'm talking about here is self-education. Self-education has been around. Coaching, masterminds, mentors, self-paced, all that kind of stuff. It's been around for a long time. Where do you see the difference between self-education versus standardized education, college, university, you know, those kinds of things. Where do you see the parallels go moving forward?
0: Wow. Yeah, it's changed so much. And even if we talked 10 years ago, I'd still probably say the same thing. We used to think that to get a good education, you had to go to college. Now in the US, it's, um, well, you guys have got it rough, really compared to Australia. When I went to college, it was free. It was free. And so I I didn't have, I don't have $100,000 student loans to pay back absolutely free. And then on top of that, I was blessed to get a scholarship. So I went to free college and they paid, you know, it was like 10,000 a year, 10, 12,000 a year, just basically paid my rent to stay at this residential college. But here in the U S wow, do you incur a debt? And I, for some professions, Hey, maybe you have like, like if you're going to be a doctor being self-educated, probably is not going to work. Right. But for a lot of other professions particularly running your own business. You don't have to play that game anymore. And it's the information age. So you have almost unlimited information available for free. There there are apparently university courses you can do. I think you might be able to do university degrees online now for free. Sometimes if I really care about something, I'll go to Udemy. And I will pay, you know, they've got specials all the time. You can get a course for nine bucks, 20 bucks, 25 bucks. Even if it's a hundred bucks, someone has spent 200 hours to create a really ordered structured course. And so you can go and go and do that, which I could call self-education. So I I coach a lot of parents on, on conversations with their kids. And I understand the kid might want to go to Harvard. If I'm a parent, I'd I'd be pretty reluctant to pay for Harvard. I'd I'd need a really compelling reason to want to invest so much. Also, as a business coach, I'm a big fan of bootstrapping. I don't like plans where you're investing 50 grand in a product that's untested because you put the 50 grand in, oops, didn't work out 50 grand. I'd rather you put in one grand to test something, see if people like it. And then from the revenue you're generating, you start investing back in the business. That's my thing. So hundred grand, 200 grand for college education, not on, not on my watch. No, no,
1: I, 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 I agree with you a hundred percent. You know, I, I had that old mindset because I did go to, yeah, I I did go to the traditional route. Um, and we've got a six-year-old and that six-year-old six, six year old is very active in the businesses we have and knowing what's going on in conversations. And he, uh, he, daddy, when did you start your first business? And I said, well, you know, I said, really, my first business was here, but it, it was, you know, when I was young. And so he comes home from school the other day, he says, my friends and I, we've got our business, we're going to start it, but I need to go to Home Depot to pick up some tools. And at six years old, because of the conversations we have with him, He's already starting to think like an entrepreneur. He's already starting to think like, how can I control what I change?
0: Yeah, yeah. And I know like I'm stingy. I'm just generally stingy with, with, with money. I, I, you know, I want to have a really good reason to spend, but we've got to be careful to keep the purse strings too tight, particularly with how cheap information is these days. So I signed up, Tucky Moore is a guy who has a, a training course for coaches. If you want to be a coach, well, you got to be up and running. If you're already a coach and you want to do better, he's got a program for 1500 bucks that, you know, who knows how much he spent on creating it. It'd be tens of thousands of dollars and countless hours of his time, 1500 bucks with a money back guarantee. Boom. There you go. My program for entrepreneurs is eight weeks and it's $1,650 and it comes with a guarantee. How, how can you not spend that amount of money on an education, particularly when we're comparing it to like university educations, it can be hundreds of thousands of dollars and may not actually give you what you need to get clients and get customers. Hopefully it will. I'm assuming if you go and do an MBA, you're going to get really great training. That's awesome. But I'm more like, let's be specific. What kind of training do I want? Let me go and get a course that specifically does exactly what I want for the for my kind of person. Oh, there's so much available.
1: There is. There is I'm 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 betting on it. I'm building on it. And, you know, I saw a huge shift a couple of years ago. And that's why, you know, one of the things that we're building and launching next month is the success finder to help change the face of self-education. There's so many things out there, but gosh, unless you want to be a doctor, a nurse, an engineer. You know, something like that. Do you want to come out with a quarter million dollars in debt? I don't know. I'm just going to leave that for the people listening out there. So, all right. Typically, when someone invests in their future, which what we were just talking about, they've got a better than vague idea of what the outcome is going to be. They have an expectation per se. What should people expect when they reach out to David and enter your reality to work with you?
0: Oh, I like that. I like that. Well, here's one thing. You should expect that we'll start with money but we won't end there. And that's really important because I, I see, I spent the first half of my life learning about numbers and systems and business, being a consulting actuary, consulting to Ford and Chanel and Sony music in New York. That was exciting for me, but that was, that's like one half of the puzzle. The rest of my life, I spent learning about emotional intimacy, vulnerability, leadership, communication, how to have difficult conversations, motivation, influence. So people don't, if people only want money, do not come to me. There are plenty of coaches who can help you just with that. But if you want money and you want to leverage your time so that you feel like a superhero and you're nailing your goals and you, you can actually double your time off, over 12 months, then we should talk. But that also isn't the end of the picture. I care about how you're showing up in the world. i love, what's most fun for me is the conversation with my client who, yeah, we talk about his business and right now he's, he's bringing in over a million a year and we'll do something like that. But then we'll, he'll be like, how do I get close with my wife? How do I have my relationship be awesome? Did we get into that? That's fun for me. When a client just got diagnosed with cancer, and she's freaking out not knowing how to handle it i held space for her and her husband to navigate this and we ended the call with all right given that information what game are you going to play how are you going to show up in the world and she she wrote to me recently and said this diagnosis is the best thing that ever happened to me so i guess the the short answer to that is you should expect we're going to look at all of you we'll look, yeah we'll go for more money we'll go for more time off but we're going to look at anything that's going to have your life be better. Yeah, absolutely. And, and who doesn't want that?
1: More time off. You know, who doesn't want to find a way that you can spend with yourself, with your family, your friends, creating, solving problems? I mean, like, that's, that's super impactful. And, you know, the, the people that you work with, I, I, I'm sure they surprise you from time to time. You know, give us a success story
0: of someone that went and worked with you. Specifically, Bradley Long comes to mind. I have I have permission of some of my clients to share their names. He was doing well. He was bringing in about sixty thousand a month in his business. It was an online business, but he came to me and he said, "I have shiny object syndrome. I have trouble focusing. I wake up and I get into email and I do this and I do that and I'm really busy. But at the end of the day, I look back and I go, I don't think I really move towards my goals. And so my wife is thrilled that I'm talking to you because she knows that this could help a lot. So he had the humility to be willing to ask and say, yeah, can you help me with this? I said, I think I can, let's try it for a month and see. We worked together for a year and he cut his hours in half. He moved his family to Costa Rica from the UK, had his fifth child now working on their sixth and started breaking records month after month. He cr- cracked hundred thousand for the first month in revenue and then again, and then again, and then kept going up while working half the time. So I say that because I I know I always want evidence before I try something else. I'm like, I want evidence that this is working for people and that it's going to work for me. It worked like gangbusters. Laura Belmar is another example who I, I just challenged her to bump her conversion rate because she's getting a lot of website visitors, but they weren't really buying And so she's now, she sent me an email, said, we just boosted conversion by a whopping 25%. And it wasn't rocket science. It was sitting down and actually facing what she knew for a year that she should be doing. And Sam Page also comes to mind, God, I love this guy. This guy came to me and he wanted to boost revenue by 25 to 50%. After two weeks, he had a flash because we kept looking at it, kept looking at it. Two weeks, he's like, I know how to boost it a thousand percent now. I've got the plan. I see in three years, it can be a thousand percent. Is it going to be hard? Yes. Can I do it? Yes. I know exactly what needs to happen. I'm going to have to get a new team for this. And then I think it was a month later, he said, I have now freed up 20 to 30 hours a week of tasks I used to do. I no longer do. Other people do those. Can you imagine what that would do for your business that 20 to 30 hours is freed up? You can then either go and spend it with your family or write that book or go and go to Costa Rica or you might put that back into your business, but now you're working at a much higher level. And that, that excites me. I'm an efficiency geek. Yeah. And so that was just massive. I, I love
1: all that you just shared with us, especially the last one, because I had a, a huge breakthrough in the last year with one of my coaches just saving me an hour a day. That turns out to be obviously... You know, 365 hours a year, which turns out to be 15 full days of my life back. 15 full days of my life back by by eliminating an hour and shifting it to the people that should be working on an activity. So that that's amazing when when you can geek out on the efficiency part. But let's let's wind back real quick. You 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 mentioned something in there, and I know this is one of your key areas. And I always used to think, oh, it's it's only entrepreneurs that get shiny object syndrome, but I don't believe that anymore. I think people in general, a human quality or characteristic is to sit there because of social or magazines or TV shows, anything, and be like, ooh, I want that. And then, oh, wait, no, I want this. What what do you think creates the shiny object syndrome and how can you
0: recognize it before you go too far down the rabbit hole? I think shiny object syndrome is a natural functioning of the brain. The brain uh, sees all possibilities. It sees all these different options and it's like, and that's what it's meant to do. Otherwise we'd die. We wouldn't evolve as a species. So it's wonderful that the ego is trying to help. And I'll give you an example from this morning. I, I've got my list of tasks in front of me and I wrote down, all right, I'm gonna fix a, a, an email campaign on Ontraport, uh, my, my email platform. And I'm going to get Python running as a programming language on my computer. And I'm going to do, I'm going to fix this little code snippet that I'm writing. And and I wrote down like seven or eight things. But then when I started work, I wanted to do all of them. It's like there was no traffic controller. I'm like, well, I'll just get started with the the email campaign. Then I was like, then I got a, a text message from my coder. And so I went and switched over to that. And then I realized, oh, wait a minute, the priority I really should do this. I got to prep for the interview. I got to get my green screen up and whatever. So there's no traffic controller often going. And I believe we have two big personalities within us. We got 20, but two big ones. One is the worker that with direction could sit down and get a task done. Yeah, sure, the mind will try and pull us off track, but it can do it. Then we've got the CEO or the traffic controller that can make these big decisions. And I just wasn't implementing that today. So finally, I I went back and said, all right, this is first. This task is the only thing I do right now. I set my timer for 25 minutes. Game on. That's how I generated focus. And then once that thing was done, I went on to the next thing. But that took discipline. I took the traffic controller. So I think it's natural for the brain to want to find the shiny object. If you're in a job, you might be like, well, I have four different projects I can work on today. Plus I'm interested in three other jobs. I probably should be sending out my resume. Plus I got to, you know, I want to really fix this relationship with my boss. Plus I've got all these things at home and all these hobbies I want to do. It's overwhelming and that's fine. And it's normal. But if you want a sense of peace and you want to actually achieve more in less time, we've got to start bringing in the traffic controller, which is just having some focused time for that, that part of you to come out. I call it a CEO date with yourself once a week. Could be four o'clock on a Friday, four o'clock on a Sunday, or nine o'clock on a Monday. You choose. But I I invite you right now to pause the recording, if you're listening to this, and go back and and put in your calendar once a week, CEO date, 20 minutes. And all I'm gonna ask you, so pause. I'll assume you've paused, you've come back. Here's what you'll do during that date. You'll look back on the week and you'll celebrate everything that you accomplished. Because I I guarantee you've done 10 times more in the last week than you're gonna remember. And so you constantly feel like I'm not enough, I'm not doing enough, I'm not doing enough. Just celebrate literally stand up just do a happy dance for like 5 seconds right then look forward to your 8 week goals if you don't have those we need to talk look at your 8 week goals and just see what will I choose to care about for the next 7 days what am i going to bite off and i've got it up on my board i've got i've got the hopper which is stuff that i'll get to at some point but they haven't made it into this week and then i've got the things that are my priority for the next 7 days that's what, what I work on. And that gives me a sense of peace and a sense of focus. Now, am I going to go off the reservation? Yeah. Guaranteed, guaranteed. I'll start doing something that's not on that list. Uh, that's where you want to challenge yourself and say, this is a choice point. Is this important enough that I want to bump something that's already on this list? Okay. It is. I'm going to bump this and move it around or Dude, exercise some discipline, step away from the task, put it back in the hopper. It's not in this week and get back on track.
1: Yeah. Yeah. How you framed shiny object syndrome isn't something in the way that I had looked at it before, but activities that are coming at you, emails, text messages, phone calls, someone comments on your post and it gives you that warm fuzzy feeling, you know, you can't pay the bill with likes by the way, (laughs) but all of those things are shiny object syndrome. So thank you for sharing that and giving something actionable. So see, here's the thing that I love. You'll have people that'll get you all riled up and like, you just feel motivationally unbelievable. But then at the end, what what am I supposed to do? Listen to what David just told you. He sat there and said, here's shiny object syndrome. Here's the why, the worker and the CEO, what to do, told you to pause, told you what to do, told you you what to write down, and now you can go do it. So I urge you to listen to what he said. He gave you an action item that can help change your personal and business life.
0: Please. You are really fun. I like, can you just walk around with me, you know, every hour and just back me up? When I say something, you jump in, listen to what David said and go and do it. Like that would be every coaching session. I want you... And by the way, listeners, all this is on the checklist. So, you know, you don't have to remember all of this. This and a bunch of stuff we're not gonna get to talk about is on a one-page checklist. We'll give you that at the end of the show.
1: Yeah, absolutely. All right, I got a few more here as we're getting ready to, you know, as we're winding down. Uh, In our solo shows, we talk about success and the pillars of success and what it takes to, you know, be successful. Um, Just a few things, mentorship, coaching, partnerships, experimentation, willingness to fail, and then willingness to define success. Because when you define success, you, in essence, define failure. What do you feel is one key ingredient when it comes to building success?
0: Well, you I think you just mentioned the the biggest one is you need to know what it looks like. You need to define it. For me, success is feeling happy. That's it. If I'm feeling uh, any kind of positive emotion, like I'm feeling content, I'm feeling good, that's success for me. And I actually believe that that drives maybe 100% of human behavior. We wanna feel better. That everything we do is just designed for that. We think money will do it. To some extent, it it might. But if you're, you're, by the way, here's an aside, but if you're choosing your goals for 2021, don't start with what you wanna achieve. Start with how you wanna feel. At the end of the year, here's how I want to feel. So what do I need to either have in my life or probably more likely be doing to be able to feel like that? And then we work backwards. You get your goals out of that. So success for me, if I'm feeling like right now, I'd call it success because my head feels pretty good. My body feels a little bit crunchy, like it could use some yoga, but generally I'm happy with how I feel in my body and I'm having a good time talking to you. That's success. For me. So once you know what it looks like, you can work backwards and work out what you need to be doing. I'll give you an example on that. When I did this visioning process and I worked out, I want to feel lit up and inspired and my heart open. That's what I want to feel as much of the time as possible. The answer was, I need to be coaching more and training more. Because when I'm coaching someone, helping them put those puzzle pieces together and they walk off and their life gets better, that's a win for me. So I, I was like, all right, how do I ha- get more coaching and more training in my life and then work work backwards from there? Yeah, I was just writing down,
1: how do you want to feel today? Because I like that. I hadn't heard it, it quite that way. And so, you know, it's it's a question that the the way that you phrased it, it's something I want to bring to our dinner table and just say, hey, how do we want to feel tomorrow? How do we want to feel today? And uh, I think that uh, that conversation going into a lot of different realms, but it's
0: It's, it sounds like a simple question, but I don't think we do it. Yep. And you could, one way to break this down is, is the what channel versus the how channel. So the what channel is what you're doing. So say you and I got on a co-working call and I'm like, what are you going to do, Brandon? You're like, all right, the next two hours, I'm going to crank this out. Okay. Here's what I'm going to do the next two hours. That's the what channel. That's what you're going to do. The how channel is how you're going to be or who you're going to be as you're doing it. So sometimes what of my co-working friends or colleagues or or clients will say, all right, what energy are we going to bring to this? How are we going to be? And uh, one, one thing I like to bring is enjoyment. I'm going to enjoy this next hour. I'm going to enjoy. I just, I just got my ass kicked by my landlord for something I did wrong. And uh, you know, Had I, had I been present to the how channel, I could be like, I'm going to do this call and I'm going to enjoy it. Or I'm going to come from service during this call. That's how I'm going to do it. And I think I would have had a better call if I, if I'd been present to the how channel.
1: Yeah, no. Awesome. All right. A few, a few more questions. I think there's always new ideas brewing when times are good. You know, it's, it's easier to win when the world is winning, but I think ingenuity and creativity and innovation really come when we feel the squeeze. And the world's still kind of feeling the squeeze. What are you working on right now that's going to take place over the next 12 months that excites you? Yeah,
0: hmm. I think I might have said before, I'm a real geek when it comes to data, particularly relational data. So data that can help us in some way is fun for me because I like putting puzzle pieces together. So I'm right now working on this code that's going to allow me to. I've done 160 interviews roughly in the last two years and I enjoy this. So I'm like, all right, how do I reach out more and be more effective and more efficient with this? And so I'm working on this podcast marketing engine. I'm calling it Charlie right now. And I'll be able to say, Charlie, tell me every podcast host who's been on Brandon's show that's a fit for me. And Charlie will spit out a list, you know, and maybe you and I'll talk about it. Maybe we won't, maybe I'll just go to them. Charlie, tell me all the podcasts that, um, that Brandon's been on that would be a fit for me, right? That's a lot of work for a researcher to, to, to try and do. And I'm hoping in a matter of seconds, it'll be able to do this. So that's one thing I'm working on. Another thing I'm working, I'm writing a book right now called Name That Mouse, because the elephant is not the only animal in the room. So if I'm with you, we all know what the elephant is, right? The elephant is, um, I see it, you see it, no one's talking about it, something really big. But many creatures in the room are much more subtle. Like maybe I, I was late for this podcast. I was two or three minutes late. If I didn't say anything, I'd be thinking, I wonder if he's a little bit annoyed that I'm late. That's one mouse. I'm feeling a bit embarrassed about it. And I really hope I didn't inconvenience him. All right. Those are two uh, two more mice. The book is all about name that mouse. Just name it. As you notice it, and that's the first step, you want to bring that into the conversation so the other person... Can relate with you and knows what's actually going on with you. So much more intimacy, so much more peace, so much more influence uh, over people or with people if you can connect like that. So that's that's another project that I'm working on. And then what a great what a great thing to ask somebody. I realized. So thank you for the question. And then this samurai program, I'm creating the the, co- the content week by week, and I got four out of the eight. Lesson's already done, and I enjoy it. You know, we just did the lesson on filling your funnel, so you have a flood of leads. Next one is on converting the sales, so when they come to your website, they actually buy from you. That's fun for me, creating content and training, and then seeing people's faces and seeing the response. For like, oh, that's a missing piece for me. I'm implementing this with my whole team this week. So I guess those are those are three projects I got in mind for now. Yeah,
1: that's, that's a lot. So uh, I look forward to round back and see how, how the remainder of the year, the days, the weeks, you know, go, um, you know, forward with what you've got going on there, especially
0: with the, uh, the podcasting one selfishly and then Dude, I'm happy to I'm happy to help you out. Yeah. man. if you want if this is working, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna let my friends use it. Yeah. So we could we could do so much with this yeah. with this. Amazing. Yeah. World domination in our
1: future. Yeah. <laughs> I know it's it's it, I I my brain's already turning on that one. So all right, last one. What is a, a tip, a tactic, an actionable item that if someone implemented it listening today over the next 30, 60, 90 days, would see a real
0: impact on their personal or business? life. I'm going to pull one from what we've already talked about. It's so important having 20 minutes once a week and the discipline to show up for that date with yourself. That's a game changer. Just even if you choose the seven day targets and then choose not to follow them, at least you've you've got some awareness around, all right, this is what's going to help my business and I'm either going to do it or I'm not, but you know what's going to help. That's a game changer. And then also I highly recommend that you book sprints in your calendar. I think two hours is a good chunk of time. 30 minute sprint is useless to me. Two hours, maybe five or six of these sprints during the week where there are no phone calls, your computer cannot ping you. You cannot even see your email inbox. Your phone's on do not disturb and there's a sign on the office door and your family knows, short of a fire, please don't disturb me because I'm I'm really trying to focus. And then treat that as a work meditation and set your goal, set your timers. I like, even if it's a two hour sprint, I set 25 minute timers. I'm a huge fan of the Pomodoro method. And and by the way, all this is in the checklist. And then just crank it out two hours of focus time. You're going to feel so good at the end of it saying, I did that. I did that, I did that, I did that. And I. this is moving me towards my seven-day goals, which is moving me towards my eight-week goals, which is moving me towards my 12-week goals. I'm being deliberate about my time. That's integrity and that feels good. Yeah, and,
1: and we, I, I, we were deliberate about what we were here for today to, as I say, lead with the give mentality, give back, give actionable items back. We've got the founder, of focus.ceo. He's got a free giveaway, which he, he let you know some of the things that are in there, but you're going to actually get the full actual items, the full PDF, the full information in the show notes below. We've got David Wood, founder of focus.ceo. David, thank you so much for your time. Your, 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 everything that you instilled on us today, thank you.
0: You're so welcome. And can I tell people what's in the gift basket? Absolutely. All right. So the gift basket, there's a cheat, sh- the checklist, which is a bit of a cheat sheet. So go through that. You might find you've already handled four of those things, but you haven't done the other six. There's also, I boiled my training. I've got a, a, a two hour training. I boiled it down to 35 minutes, just the highlights on how to double revenue in half the time. And uh, I'll give you access to that as well. You can get that at myfocusgift.com, myfocusgift.com how can you forget that? .com. And I want to say too, um, yeah, I love what you said about giving away information. I give away my information. I charge a premium for implementation. So if you like the info and you want support in implementing it into your life, check out the Samurai program. We'll get on a call and we'll see if we're a fit and if we're not, I will tell you super politely that you're not and I'll point you in the right direction. If you are, we're gonna have a good time. And Brandon, you are one of the most fun hosts that I have met. I put you up there with Mike Michalowicz. That's how, that's how fun you are. Well,
1: it's, it's, been, it's been amazing today. And I look forward to continue connecting. Please, please, I urge you reach out to David and uh, take advantage of what he's giving you. David, thank you so much. Pleasure, mate. Thank you for listening to The Mastermind Effect, your secret weapon for personal development. If you enjoyed the show, please take a moment to share with a friend and leave a five-star review on iTunes. And don't forget to subscribe through your favorite podcast host so you won't miss a single episode. You're one step closer to experiencing The Mastermind Effect.